0: Welcome to Daily Drive Time Devotions, our study of the Gospel of Mark, and this is the chapter we've been waiting for. Mark chapter 16, day one in this last chapter, the chapter about the resurrection. This is where the whole story heads and where the whole story begins in incredible ways. We're going to have a great time this week as we look at the resurrection story of Jesus Christ, as we look at these verses that are the focal point of our faith. Our solid rock is the stone that was rolled away at Easter. And 1 Corinthians 15, 7 reminds us that if you take away these verses, our faith is in vain. It's it's worthless. It means nothing because this is what faith is all about. Jesus is alive and he can give new life to us. And this week, as we look together through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I'd like to do it in a little bit different way. Our study will be a little bit different this week, focusing on the resurrection. We're going to sit in five different chairs this week, one for each day. Today, we're going to talk about the women who first went to the tomb and sit in their chair and see the resurrection from their viewpoint. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the historian and how they would look at the historical fact of the resurrection and what you and I can see about removing doubts and seeing new faith in our lives because of that. And then third day of this week, we're going to talk about the skeptic and sit in the skeptic's chair for a few moments and deal with doubts that you might have or people that you know and care about might have about the resurrection of Christ. The fourth day of the week, we're going to talk about the theologian and sit in the theologian's chair. Theology is just the study of God. So what does the study of God have to say about the importance of the resurrection? We're going to see that on day four. And then the fifth day of this week, we're going to sit, you're going to sit in your chair. I'm going to sit in my chair. We're going to talk personally about how does the power of the resurrection make a difference in my daily life. Now, in Mark chapter 16, beginning in verse one and going through verse 8 As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who is crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, The women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. This passage, Mark 16, 1 through 8, is a passage of firsts. It begins on the first day of the week. On the first day of the week, they went to this tomb. Remember, the Sabbath day is the last day of the week. That is our Saturday. That is the day that the people would get together to worship. And because that was a day of worship, they couldn't go to the tomb on a Sabbath day. They couldn't do that kind of a work on a Sabbath day. So they waited until the first day of the week, which is a Sunday. Now, I know most of us see Sunday as the weekend, but really, if you're going to think about it in terms of how God is at work in our lives, it really is, Sunday is the week beginning. And when you go to worship God on a Sunday or on Saturday night, looking forward to the next week, you are really giving the first part of your week to God in worship. Not the last part, not the tail end, not the leftovers. You're giving the first part of your week to God in worship. The early Christians changed their day of worship to Sunday to recognize the power of the resurrection because that's the Jesus the day that Jesus was resurrected on. Now, Sunday for most of them was a work day. So they had to have their worship meetings after a long day of labor. That's how important the resurrection was to them. That's how important it was to them to worship God on the very day of the resurrection. I love it that we begin the week by worshiping him. I love it that Jesus was resurrected on the first day of the week. Now, as I said, this is a passage of first. You have the first day. You also have the first women who went to the tomb. And the Bible names these women for us here in this passage. Mary Magdalene, a follower of Jesus. Now, recent Hollywood fictions have made a lot out of Mary Magdalene. It made some people even think that she was married to Jesus. Totally ridiculous. Just people in Hollywood making things up to get you to watch a movie. Mary was simply a follower of Jesus Christ from very early on. There were many women who followed Jesus Christ from very early on. We hear a lot about the 12 disciples of Jesus because Jesus had a special call in their lives, but he also had a special call in the lives of these women. And we hear a lot about them as well. We especially hear a lot about them at the cross and at the resurrection. Mary Magdalene was there. Mary, the mother of James, and uh, another gospel tells us, and Joseph was there. Now who is this? Well, some people think this could be Jesus' mother, because Jesus had two brothers named James and Joseph. Uh, if that's true, and it could be, it would be a bit of a strange way to refer to her unless unless James and Joseph were very familiar to the Roman church for whom this gospel was first written. That would make sense. Still, it would be more likely to refer to her as the mother of Jesus. And it's more likely that this Mary was probably another Mary amidst all the Marys that were there at the cross and the resurrection. We talked a little bit about that last week. Lots of Marys in that day. Everybody seems to have a Mary in their family. In fact, Acts 12, 2 tells us that the mother of the writer of the gospel of Mark, John Mark's mother, guess what her name was? Mary. Everyone had a Mary in their family. And here's another Mary that's at this first day when Jesus is resurrected. Jesus' mother was there, we find out in other gospels, and maybe this other Mary was there as well. A woman by the name of Salome was there. Many people think by comparing the different accounts that this may have been the mother of James and John, two of the disciples of Jesus. James, who's the first disciple to die for his faith, and John, who's the last of the disciples to die for his faith. And their mother was there, worshiping on that day, and because they were there, they saw something incredible. Now, in this chapter of firsts, you have the first day of the week. You have the first women that were at the tomb. I also want you to notice the first thing that they say. It's very important. The first thing that they say is, who will roll the stone away? Now, when they get to the tomb, they find out it has already been rolled away. But on the way, they say, who will roll it away? They were going to anoint the body with spices, which is what you did in that day. And that day, a body would decompose in the grave, which was above ground. So you would anoint it with spices so that there would be no smell and also to honor the body of the dead. So they went to anoint the body with these spices. And as they went, they thought, wait, the stone's already been rolled in front of the tomb because it's been a few days already. Who's going to roll it away? They could have. Think about this with me. They could have stayed home and they could have thought at home, the stone is too big. It's already there. There is no need to go. But they went anyway. And because they went anyway, they became the first to witness the resurrection. When you are calculating your day or your finances or your life, don't forget. These women's example tell us, don't forget that God is in the equation. And sometimes you launch out not quite knowing what the answer is, but when you get there, you find out that God has you just at the right place, just in the right time. These women remind us that even though we don't have everything figured out, God does and he's at work in our lives. And what was the first thing that they heard? First thing that, that they heard on this day of resurrection was, don't be alarmed. That's the common theme on this day. The first thing that Jesus has to say to his disciples, the first thing that the angels say when they meet people, don't be afraid, don't be alarmed. He is risen. But the first feeling that they have when they see something out of place, something unusual, is a feeling of fear. A lot of us feel that way. First feeling we have when we recognize Jesus Christ wants to do something new and different in our lives is not a feeling of gratitude, it's a feeling of fear because we don't like to change. We like to stay comfortable. We like things to stay as they are. We don't like anything unusual and we get afraid, we get uncomfortable when the unusual happens, even when it's the best unusual that's ever happened. What happened on that day is, well, the angel, the young man who was in the tomb told them, Jesus is risen. He is not here. And then he says to the women, Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go and tell. And you might notice the angel said, I want you to go and tell the disciples and Peter. Now, a lot of people, as they read through this passage, see that he picks out Peter especially. Why does he do that? Because Peter is the one who denied Jesus three times. And Jesus Christ wanted to make sure that Peter was assured that he's a part of the disciples and that he can still follow him. So even at the resurrection, even in this tomb, you see personal care for somebody who's struggling with doubt and fear in their lives. Don't be afraid. He is alive. There's a point in your life, there's a point in my life right now where you need to hear that. It might be in your family life, it might be in your financial life. There is a point in your life where you need to hear, don't be afraid. He is alive. Now in this day of firsts, first women, first thing that they say, first day, first thing that they heard, you can't fail to notice the first thing that they did. The first thing that they did is nothing. They said nothing to anyone, the Bible tells us, because they were afraid. And by the way, when they finally did tell, they were doubted when they told. For all of the early followers of Jesus, their first reaction to hearing the resurrection was doubt and disbelief and even fear. Now, I can relate to that. I can relate to hearing God's powerful truth in my life and thinking, could that be me? Hearing God's powerful truth in my life and thinking, it's, it's too good to be true. But the great thing about these women, the great thing about these first disciples is they kept listening. And because they kept listening, they eventually realized, it is about me. It is true. He is alive. God wants to do something new in my life. I want to invite you as we pray today to listen to him. And Jesus, as we listen to you, I pray you'd meet us at that place of our doubt, at that place of our fear. And let us know you are never going to give up on us. You are alive. You are risen. And because of that, we can have new life. I pray that you'd help us to see today the kind of new life that you can give at particular places, in particular relationships, in particular ways of thinking in our life today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you are alive. In your name we pray. Amen. Join us tomorrow. We're going to look at the resurrection from the chair of an historian.